I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the Aristocrabs made their way out of the ruins of the Third Wizard via a tunnel that was in an underground cave that led to some deep water. Zelnern, being the one who could hold their breath, led the way and had a rope dragging behind him for all of the other members of the crew to swim and guide themselves by. They managed to swim their way up, avoided fighting a great shark, only to discover that Darn had betrayed them and was leading the goblins to steal the naughty dreams. The crew managed to beat them to the ship while I whispered into Darn's mind about his betrayal. The crew made it onto the ship with Meepo in tow after, you know, he fell unconscious a bit and uh, is not in a great way. But the crew finally managed to sail back to Port Providence with the prized panacea fruit in their grasp. Now they arrive back into Port Providence to figure out what the hell they actually want to do and how they're going to finally manage to get the ship. Will they do it or will they manage to double cross somebody again? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. So you've uh, left the naughty dreams behind. You've docked out just after dark in the uh, in Providence in Port Providence. Uh, Zelnern uh, stays behind to watch the ship. Uh, you know, you kind of learned your lesson a short bit ago with Dern almost stealing the naughty dreams, abandoning you on the island. Uh, and so instead, you Zelnern stays behind to keep guard, while the other four of you, Jules, Celeste, Hubert. And uh, Phil, the the four of you head down the pier uh, and to Gellin Prime Water's estate. Uh, you can see that there's still candle lights flickering inside. He's clearly still awake, uh, likely working on some last minute uh, fixes from the storm that hit the uh, few days before. Uh, recall that storm kind of shook his fleet pretty bad, um, and he's probably still dealing with those problems. Uh, you if, is there anything you want to do before you go and talk to Gellin Primewater, or are you ready to go and bring the uh, 
the, the gross nodule that Rubert has in his uh, pocket, that panacea from the uh, from the vampire tree. Uh, do you want to just take that from the Gothias tree? Do you want to take that straight to Prime Water, or is there anything you want to accomplish beforehand? Note that uh, Amory actually was waiting for you on the pier, and Amory. very and like he woke up, or he had to wake him up because you found him sleeping where you docked. Um, he was excited to see you all, and also chose to stay guard with Zelnern uh, and be caught up on the story of what happened out there on uh, the third Arcanist on that island. Uh, Celeste, now that we are not um, running for our lives, did you want to perhaps do a closer inspection? of the seed of the Gulthias tree? Yeah, totally. That's I know, what I was thinking. You're the you know most magically inclined of all of us. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at that. I grab it. Wait, where is it? You, you said you have it's, it? Yeah, it's dripping here in my hand. Ew. It's kind of dirty looking. Ew. So as you grab it... so it looks... pocket this whole time? Gross, man. It looks like a uh, large, like nodule that's grown off this tree, almost like a wart growing on this tree. Its texture is sort of like a really soft, supple bark, but you can tell if you squeeze really hard, it would break. And there is, from little like cracks in the bark, a uh, golden, almost glowing sap oozing out. And it's actually that sap that kind of coats this whole like tree wart. That's making it uh, gl- have that faint glowing. I like grab part of like my skirt to like grab it so I don't touch it with my skin. And I look back at Ruby. I'm like, I want to check out your skin or like wash that off, man. Might not be oh. healthy. Oh, it's like you know rubbing a shark the wrong way, or it's like a big gusher. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, my hands have been stained by hard work on the seas. And all the cuts, remember? <laughs> Don't know if I need to know your personal life, man. Um, And then I'm going to look at it, and then I'm going to do some detect magic on it. And uh, Do you have the identify spell? That's what would be required to, mm-hmm. uh, conf- to be certain of anything about it. I, I do. He does. Hand it here. Even can better. I, hey, can I see it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Phil grabs it. Uh, he doesn't like use his shirt or anything. He holds it in his hand. He lifts it up to his nose. He sniffs it. Then he licks it. <laughs> um, its flavor is incredible. Uh, the smell is rich and sweet, and the flavor as you taste it, uh, it seems like the most wonderful taste you've ever imagined oh, uh, flip to the wrong like tree wart in there <laughs> sure you want to yeah. be putting that in your mouth man uh, it, no this thing's rotten I, I should just keep it, you want it. <laughs> uh, Phil as you finish your uh, identification you know the various like biting it to see uh, if you know just a little light bite to see if it bends you know like uh, as if you it's a gold coin the sniffing it the test testing it you know, the uh, tinkerer's way of trying to figure out what's before him. Uh, you spend a bit doing this, and you confirm that this is obviously a uh, fruit, in quotations, of the Golthias tree. Uh, the Golthias tree uh, bears two magical fruits uh, that are evocation, uh, that ripen on it on the tree each year. Uh, each fruit resembles the strange 
nodule, um, but it extrudes from the tree like a cyst. Up to a week before the summer solstice, a golden fruit grows. The fruit, the fruit again, that you have in your hands. Someone other than a construct who eats a quarter or more of it regains 70 hit points. Any addition, or in addition, any blindness, deafness, and diseases affecting the eater immediately end. Uh, however, it also has a dark counterpart, where up to a week before the winter solstice, a sickly white fruit grows. Someone who eats a quarter or more of that fruit takes 70 necrotic damage. And uh, each, uh, But you also know that within this fruit, and within that winter solstice fruit, there is a D4 seeds that, if planted, will grow leafless, woody shrubs that animate as twig blights after one year. So did he ask us for the plant or this just the seeds? He just well, he asked you to take the entire tree, uh, or oh. uh, barring that, what you couldn't have done, obviously, barring that, he asked you to bring him back the fruit and uh, knowledge of what its growing conditions are like, because recall he has planted ten of these, and as he said. Each time the tree wilts and then somebody steals it. But now he has guards up defending the place so nobody can steal the tree this time. Though as you've seen, the tree was probably just walking off on its own as the uh, as it turns into a uh, twig blight. Um, and uh, you've seen the conditions in which it grows. A underground saltwater grove with the only light being... Uh, light from basically like glowing bacteria or like uh, glowing naturally bioluminescent things on the ceiling reflecting a pattern like stars. Uh, So you've seen those sickly conditions of its growth. They're hard to replicate in a on land um, uh, whatever it's called, a garden, but you're able to share those with him. And Celeste, you as a druid have a pretty good understanding of what those conditions are, and you could relate them to him if you want him to successfully plant this fruit and grow a Golthias tree <laughs> here in Port Providence. Could um, um which I'm I'm just saying it might not be a bad idea. We might be able to cash in a little bit more. But um is that something that I could replicate with my magical tinkering? Like a device that shines light from five feet in the shape of like stars or something. You starting to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you clarify? What's your, uh, what's your goal? Uh, Well, if that's something I can make with magical tinkering, I know it expires after a certain amount of time. Oh, but I want to create it and then upsell him and be like, this uh, is what you need. You need to pay me more. If you want the ceiling was uh, sparkling with basically like uh Oh, there's a word for it, like little planktons uh, that basically get stuck on the ceiling and glow as bioluminescent uh, little bugs and bacteria that kind of make a twinkling star pattern. So it's not a magical construct or anything. It's just tiny little microscopic creatures. So you could try and make something similar to it, like a glowing dust that basically mirrors, I don't know, what what you call it, the uh, dancing lights spell. Uh, But you couldn't replicate actual bugs yeah well let me read this really quick just to see what i was thinking for it kind of cool to make a greenhouse for him yeah i'm not really sure if i'm on board with like yeah doesn't it also need to be grown out of a 
body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the other key condition. It required a vampire's corpse. Mm. There was some like oh. sacrifice oh, component okay. too. I right? thought that's like, what made it. I didn't think that's what. Or sorry, that that was needed. what the original Golthias tree was planted in. Um, un- recall that. Uh, so like for like, planting a new Golthias tree, sorry, that requires a stake in a uh, vampire's heart. But recall that Bellic the Outcast was trying to get you to take the seeds and plant them on other islands to grow new Golthias trees. The implication being that. These seeds should, in the right conditions, which you never perfectly learned from Bellic, but Celeste has a good understanding of, um, you could grow this in some or other places out here in the Shattered Isles. So was he like sacrificing himself to the tree just for kicks, or is that part of what's necessary? Uh, you never found what his motive was, other than that he thought... Uh, I believe you just understood that his motive was that he somehow felt like the tree gave us a connection to the afterlife, uh, that that's what the ancient ones used it for, and he wanted the power that came from that. It was high level what you understood his motive to be. Obviously, he was tied up with the, uh, at least he believed himself to be tied up with the sailor's devil, the rotting king, um, and he believed you also to be caught up with that. He also got kicked out of his home. That's true. He was because exiled. Of his necromancy. Yeah, he was exiled from the Grove of Obed High, which is here in Port Providence. It's just south of the uh, city or the town proper. Uh, it is a mangrove forest that is a uh, sort of protected place and has a circle of druids uh, called the Circle of Obed High who guard this mangrove, this coastal mangrove, in order to allow it to continue to. Let's sustain the hatchery around here. Uh, Bellic was uh, did tell you he was part from the mangrove of Obed High, and uh, was ex- exiled for his uh, devotion to the uh, Golthias tree and his theories surrounding it. Because the druids said, "No, that's bad." Well, I'm kind of up for whatever at this point. You know, we could even try and sell him the location of that dragon. Is he an imperialist? I don't know that we ever got much of this sense of... He seemed kind of anti-imperial from what I recall. Yeah, what you gathered is that uh, Gellin Primewater does sit on the council, and he is a uh, he is a traditionalist. Uh, he makes most of his wealth from trade out here on the seas. And from what you've heard, though he's not the leader of the traditionalists here in Providence, uh, he is he does consider himself basically the key uh oh sorry uh yeah so he's not yeah not imperialist yeah uh, gellin considers himself the ra- adversary of anders salmar who's sort of the uh new up-and-coming uh star of the council who he anders salmar is a young man and he's neither imperialist nor traditionalist but uh gellin primewater is firmly a traditionalist from what you gathered i don't know we could either sell the traditionalists or the imperialists, the dragon, and uh, you know who on my back in the net. And uh, hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. I don't think is... we need to sell everything right now. Like, Meepo's with us. He's a loyal crew member, and he will be treated as such. We also should get that dragon link back, Excuse like, me? on the DL. <laughs> All right, All right. We, I think I think the time of the dragon has passed. Yeah, I think that hold up. Bad. What? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm over it, baby. We're done. You know, I wonder, pirates. I wonder what Under Solmar would have to say about this uh, tree. Yeah, you recall that Anders Salmer was uh, planning to buy the uh, the panacea in your hands from the goblins at a very high price tomorrow when the goblins were to bring it on the summer solstice. Uh, Gellin Primewater wanted to make sure that couldn't happen because he's been outbid last year and was didn't want to be outbid again this year. Uh, so he intended to or he sent you all to steal it so that he could have it before Anders even had a chance to bid on it. So if you'd like, you could probably take this back to Anders Salmar and try to sell it to him for a ship. However, you recall when you tried to speak to Anders Salmar before, you actually didn't have a chance to meet with Anders, and instead you met with his uh, sort of head of household, chief of staff, um who was a very stern man that didn't seem to like you at all. Uh, he, uh, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so he didn't seem to treat you well at all. And uh, this man named Scarin seemed to be kind of unimpressed by you and wouldn't let you, or wasn't willing to make a deal with you until you did something significant to prove yourselves where he wanted you to, uh, I believe he asked you to investigate a uh, abandoned house here in Providence yes. to prove your own abilities. Well, I mean, maybe we kind of, you know, avoided that side quest by acquiring this fruit. Maybe we just show up with that and be like, hey, that house was dumb. Or we could just say we investigated the house and say we found nothing. Maybe I don't know, just man. Say this guy was trying to steal this fruit from you, and we thought, you know, you'd appreciate us making sure that nobody could uh, sneak it out from under you. Isn't this the guy with the scary dungeon house? Yeah, that's, who also that's tried to take like eighty percent of our profits? Yeah. Hey, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he didn't even. That guy didn't even have the time of day to see us. You know, we're an honorable, loyal crew. Prime Water gave us like cigars. This is like our. This would be our third double cross. You know, Prime Water <laughs> seemed like a good guy. Wait, okay, so you, the sentence you said before that is we're an honorable, <laughs> loyal crew, and then your next sentence was this will be our second double cross. What third. is it? Third. I mean, we're loyal to the crew. We're loyal. Yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. What <laughs> you know? What Gellin's got a good taste in hats. He, him and I are buds. Honestly, there is something about Gellin Prime Water that I do, I do enjoy, and I could see myself, if not working for him, at least you know being funded by him in a way. So, what's the game plan? Huh? Are we gonna, are we gonna right. try and make him wine and dine us? You know, hang out for a little bit, get a good, get a little rest, good dinner, a couple cigars. Oh, that sounds grand. You know, honestly, I might prefer to go straight to the to the self care. I'm 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 feeling pretty nasty after sitting in a cave and then just sitting on a ship all the way back. I think I could freshen up. Are you not feeling well? You guys are feeling good. We just swam through a cave, came from a shark, a nasty ship. Yeah, that's all. It's a pirate's life for me. I don't know. That's all in a day's you're, work. You're also covered in some weird sap, Rubear. Here, oh, just you're lick this. Sticky a, looking. Just lick this a couple times. <laughs> you know, I hold you, it up can, to your mouth. 
<laughs> Try it. Oh God, I pushed my face aside. You know, we, we can we can like do adventures and still have like hygiene, right? Like I've been doing this for years, and I don't think I've ever come across the idea that you got to be nasty to go on a good quest. <laughs> oh, you got to get a little nasty. <laughs> What are we? T- are we still talking about adventuring? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> as you failing? sit here debating the uh, fine art of uh, shipboard hygiene, uh, you see a lantern uh, approaching through the night mist that raises off the uh, sea. You're still out on the dock, mind you, because Prime Waters Estate is on the docks, basically, uh, and you realize there is a guard uh, fast approaching you on his patrol. Uh, he calls out to you, uh, "Ahoy there!" What bi- uh, what are you doing stalking around in the dark at night out on the docks? I say, stay still, stay still. And I cast Minor Illusion to make it look like there isn't a kobold, <laughs> just some luggage or goods or something in the net. All right. Uh, the guard uh, approaches, stepping in. Like you, you're suddenly in the lantern light. He's holding a lantern up on a large pike that he has, and the lantern's basically slung around the top of it on an iron ring. So it ca- circles you all in a light from up above. Um, the, you find yourself near this guard. He's not adjacent, maybe 10 feet away. Uh, and you recall last time you saw the guards, it was them uh, breaking up a traditionalist rally going on in front of a tavern uh, because the guards here are all paid for and uh, loyal to the Imperials. Uh, The Empire pays their uh, wages and they are all Imperialist scum. Uh, And so as as this Imperialist guard approaches, he demands to know, why are you out here at night uh, skulking around the docks? Oh, hello, my good man. Uh, what What is your name? May I, know who I'm, I, I just want to know who with whom I'm speaking. He says, you know, I'm, asking, I'm asking the questions here. Oh, okay. Uh, we just got, uh, got ashore. It was a uh, frightful night getting back. Uh, our boat docked. Uh, we are just hoping to get back to, you know, the inn and find some rest. Well, it's a dark night out, and you can't be skulking around the pier. I'm going to need you to get to your destin- back to your inn as soon as you can. Uh, and any valuables out here, be sure to batten them down. He leans in a bit. There's lizard folk about. Lizard folk? Ooh, no. Come up from the bayous. Oh, that sounds quite dangerous. It's a good thing we have men like you protecting us. Uh, I need a deception as you flatter this uh, this guard. Uh, nine plus what's my deception? Five, fourteen. He a uh, look of confidence crosses his face. He pats the pike and he says, "Don't worry, so long as me and mine." And he kind of points to the other lanterns out, uh, dotting the city. As long as we're out on patrol, you have nothing to worry about about lizard folk getting into the town. However, they can swim underneath these waters. He points to the waves. They could, you know, out here on the pier, not safe. I'd come down and make sure you weren't lizard folk yourselves. Oh, no, of course. Oh, scum like that. Were you one of the men that took out that rabble that was, you know, rattling around town uh, a while ago? He nods and he says, Oh, you're talking about the, uh, you're talking about those traditionalist uh, rioters? Oh, I spit on the ground. I let you say, I've, <laughs> I've broken my fair of traditionalist teeth. (laughs) Oh, wow. Good, good. 
Yeah, if you see another one, wrap them on the head for me. Box them on the ears. Uh, he uh, hurrahs that and says, Well, God save the Emperor, and uh, you, or sorry, I'll hail the Emperor, and you all have a great night. Uh, just be sure to get to your inn as soon as you can. Uh, he then turns and walks down the pier, leaving you alone uh, once more shrouded in darkness. <sighs> Fuck I that like guy. <laughs> I drop my fist and the illusion goes down and I breathe a sigh. Oh my god, that was close, guys. Meepo's still unconscious. necessary? I was, you know, really playing up the character. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's also hope he does not mistake Zelnern for a lizard folk. <laughs> God damn. I wouldn't be surprised this guy's not too bright. He seemed pretty uh, amiable. I don't know. He come back. <laughs> Zelnern's got like a dead uh, guard in the uh, hall of the Naughty Dreams. We gotta go. <laughs> I guess we're going straight to Prime Water then. Yeah. Or Let's actually, check up no, there, I'm, I'm taking He's a got, shower. Is there like a, uh, is there like a, uh, you know, like a bath spa, house? hot tub? Yeah, exactly. There is bath a bathhouse, uh, and but it's not open at this time of night. You'd have to wait till morning. Uh, some inns have them, but recall that you've been, your rooms here were the, uh, uh, the act or performer rooms in the, uh, the public theater sponsored by Prime Water. Uh, maybe at Prime Waters you could ask to freshen up before talking to him, uh, but he might not grant that. Um, <laughs> well, we'll know we'll know who we could go to next then if he doesn't grant that. I remember right as we sailed away, we made some threatening comment about um, <laughs> going to Salmar, uh, right? As you shoved off, you said uh, you'll come back, and I think you said you'd barter with Salmar. Um, <laughs> no, oh you my revealed, god, I forgot about that. As you shoved off, you revealed to him that you had already gone to Salmar to try and make a counter deal. That's what it was. Uh, um, so, oh, you... I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I got an idea. I got these signet rings. Maybe we return them to those families and besides getting the payout, make them let us shower at their houses. <laughs> <laughs> I not just look at you in shock. Have, not many people here have running water or bathtubs. Uh, that's pretty uncommon. I'm amazed you're willing to give back the loot. (laughs) I was going to barter either way. They're not... (laughs) I'm getting more than they asked for out of them. Hey, your daughter's dead. Give me a sponge bath. (laughs) Maybe maybe we do that in the morning rather than the dead of night. (laughs) Your daughter's dead. (laughs) Give me a sponge bath. (laughs) Oh God! So, prime waters or break into the bathhouse? Let's let's go to prime. Mm, the way you said that yeah. made it sound very appealing to break yeah. into the bathhouse. I'm down to break into the bathhouse. No, let's no, let's go to prime waters. Let's go to prime waters. They've got to have like baths for the performers. Like they have a higher standard of cleanliness. Well, well performers we'll are see. supposed to use the bathhouse at the uh, theater. Like the theater performers are supposed to use the bathhouse. Most people use that for bathing. Um, so you head to Prime Water's house. I mean, why would a bathhouse not be open late? Because it's dark, mm. man. Weird place. Hopefully they'll reform reform it now that the uh, Empire's coming in here. Bring the, the national uh, bathhouse <laughs> open late policy. Guys. Yeah, I heard in the Empire's 24 hours. Yeah, to get 24-hour bathhouses? (laughs) Uh, Can we spend the... So his house is not where we 
have our lodging, right? No. I say we spend the night first. Yeah, I say we go to the theater and... Oh, okay. Can I go do the signet rings and try and get a sponge bath by myself? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. There's going to be a bathhouse at the theater. Oh, there is? Okay. I'm not letting you waddle off with your peg leg on your own in the dark of night to go knock on people's doors. (laughs) To be fair, it is less to sponge bathe since you've got the peg leg. Recall there is a 150 gold piece bounty for each of the rings currently. Yeah, we can deal with that in the morning. Ah, fine, whatever. You guys always boss me around. Yeah, because, uh, never mind, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> what was that, Rubert? What nothing, was that? nothing. Okay, okay. What's he, is he clowning on me, Celeste? What's he doing? I think he's clowning on you, my dude. Hey, fuck you, man. We'll talk about this when we get to the theater. <laughs> So you make it back to the theater, loud and rambunctious through the town as you go. Uh, you make it back to the theater, and uh, as you knock on... Or you've actually been given keys, so you wake it. Uh, you notice that uh, Samond, the uh, the maitre d' of the, ba- or of the theater, is asleep in his chambers. Uh, but as you step in, you hear a rustling. His door swings open. He steps out with a mace, a uh, uh, with a heavy steel head and sharp, wicked spikes gripped in hands. He's wearing his, like, night cloak. He steps out with a mace in hands and goes, Ah! Raising it to hit you, and then realizes it's you. Uh, clutches at his heart, which is clearly beating through his room. He says, Oh, I thought you were burglars. I said sun, or I said 10 p.m. was uh, was your curfew. It's well after. It's far too late for you to be returning it's very hard to tell time on the open seas. Are you okay? I thought you were burglars or lizard folk. I just had imperialists here, guards coming by, telling me there was lizard folk out and about. Oh, don't worry. Just uh, let us in and we'll get to bed and stop wait, causing you trouble. Wait. One moment. Have you seen any of these lizard folk yourself? I try to avoid... Or someone kind of stands up straight and says, I avoid such a... Uh, contemptible associations as often as I can. Okay. Has anyone besides the guard seen any lizard folk? Can uh, Has anyone confirmed these tall tales? Uh, he says that uh, he hasn't had a chance tonight to talk to everyone to see if anyone else has seen it. Uh, but there are certainly lizard folk who live in the bayous that take up the, uh, is that the western half of the island of Providence. Hmm. Okay. Which is a That's constant best. source, which is a constant source of contention between uh, farmers from Prov- Port Providence trying to uh, tear down trees and grow out further and farm farther, while these uh, lizard folk don't like their hunting grounds being uh, tamed, or decide the uh, livestock count as their hunting grounds now. Yes. Well, I'm not denying the existence of <clears throat> lizard folk. I feel like they might be talking it up a little bit to keep the people in fear and keep them hidden. For what purpose, I don't know. But it just seems suspect to me. Yeah, man, I hear they put fluoride in the bathwater to keep us dumb, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Salman, can we come in now? Salman steps aside, allowing you to enter back into your back room. Um, you head into that room that's again full of props and old costumes and you lay yourselves down on the various beds uh, feeling filthy and salt stained 
the beds are hard cots and there is no sense of rocking beneath you that that rocking of the sea pushing the boat left and right and left and right that's so necessary for seafaring folk like yourself to get a proper night's sleep you lay down on these hard cots to rest and it is not an enjoyable night's sleep i'll cast a uh, minor illusion every minute until i fall asleep it's just a sound of the open ocean and the the waves crashing against the hull of the boat uh that's interesting because that requires concentration but as you fall asleep the concentration gradually slips and so your white noise machine turns off every time you uh start to try and (laughs) fall asleep uh you uh so the rest of you get that slight comfort of the uh occasionally interrupted sound of waves crashing but there's still the missing rocking feeling you need the sea beneath you but you do not have it yet but perhaps in the morning you will uh zelnern at some point come or in the more early morning comes in uh needing to sleep as well and so he crashes on one of the beds uh, while the rest of you get up in the bright morning air, you step outside, and it is indeed a uh, brilliant, warm, sunny morning. Uh, very little wind in the air, and uh, the s- smell of the uh, lower tide is prevalent. The uh, birds are screaming in the tree, or sorry, the birds are cawing. You hear monkeys up in the jungle trees beyond uh, shouting to each other, and you see that uh, the uh, workers rem- that are fixing the fort that uh, guards the entrance to Port Providence are hard at work at rebuilding the scaffolding that the storm destroyed. Um, they've gotten some significant progress done, allowing them to start getting back to work on restoring this fort. Um, meanwhile, as you look around, you see the city streets are already alive with people uh, out and about. The talk on everybody's tongue is as you like head down to uh, the bathhouse where you intend to bathe and then get some breakfast. Uh, everywhere you go, the talk is about the lizard folk who were out last night. Uh, that they were. Uh, some people claim they hear or saw them stalking uh, from house to house, great big green-skinned creatures. Uh, other people say, "Yeah, I saw. I saw one." peeking through my window. Somebody even claims that uh, they that their shutters were broken off their hinges by one of those great green beasts trying to break in. And it seems that there are many people with stories of how last night uh, a uh, or lizard folk were trying to harass and harangue the people of Port Providence. Maybe there is a side to Zellner that we didn't know. Maybe he like goes nocturnal <laughs> and just goes on a rampage. <laughs> you... Uh... <laughs> Feel like yawns. I didn't get a wake of sleep last night. I was out all night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna head to the local tavern actually. All right, so like after the bathhouse, so you... sticky though. You're not gonna go to the bathhouse, or it's after the bathhouse. Actually, no. Oh, I can. I'll go to the bathhouse for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you when you enter the bathhouse, you find that it is uh surrounded by an elegant garden with three fountains bubbling up water from fresh springs beneath. Um, You're excited because this means this bathhouse has proper actual plumbing, which is a pretty significant feat. Uh, Apparently, this is an old um, Jalaran bathhouse that's several hundred years old, actually, and it was built by the terrible wizard who uh, originally explored and conquered and uh, terrorized these islands. Um, this bathhouse was built by him, and so it, but it's been restored and renovated. It has open, airy plazas in it and uh, beautiful tiled tubs. As you step in, you find there are actually three large tubs, 
or like uh, bathing tubs in here that are each of them more or less a like was that a 15 foot by 10 foot hot tub is uh, the way to think about it although not boiling jets and uh, that hot of water but the water is still pretty warm um and as you enter the attendant a uh a large man uh, greets you and you see he smells sickly sweet. Um, clearly he bathes here a lot and uses all the various perfumes they have on offer. He welcomes you in and uh, explains to you the rates, which are reasonable. Um, just a few coppers even to enjoy these pools, which are a public commodity of Port Providence. Um, and as you're, uh, as you enjoy them, you... Uh... Is there like a deluxe package? <laughs> deluxe package uh yes there is um yeah uh there is actually a private room he explains um and this uh private room uh is uh not a baby there's not no private bath but it is the massage room if you were hoping mm. to get those kinks and uh like knots out of your back the massage room he assures you should more than meet your needs Oh, that sounds grand. Um, however, it does come with a rather steep price tag at five gold pieces for an hour. Oh, I'm sure it's well worth it. I will pay every every copper of it. Five All gold right. pieces, that's extravagant. So you uh you enjoy the enjoy the massage while the uh, you bathe and then enjoy the massage while the rest of your companions just uh bathe. Um you find that there it is d- set up such that there is a men and women's half in this uh, bathhouse so that not everyone's bathing in the same area. Like one pool is explicitly women and like divided by a curtain. One pool is explicitly men and divided by a curtain. And one pool is explicitly gender, whatever uh, to that anyone can mix and mingle in. Uh, But then there is this private massage room. Actually, there's two massage rooms, which uh, sounds like Rubert takes advantage of, uh, leaving Rubert feeling uh, quite relaxed and, dare I say, inspired. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Rubert, what is, or I'm going to need you to make a perception check with disadvantage while you're in there. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, while I'm doing this, I'm telling the masseuse uh, a story of how this reminds uh. me <laughs> of there's this elven spa that makes its banks on like the shore of a volcanic island and so like the coast of it is always like bubbly and warm and so they set up shop there and there's like a fire genasi that runs it and it's, uh, it, my father took me there once and it was glorious uh she and as you're doing this she also she nods along and is excited about your story she also adds to it and her name is Carmilla. Uh, is a human woman, and her uh, she adds to it that uh, she's heard that down in um, in Port uh, Port Nanziaro, uh, the capital of the Ancien République, to the south in the Ancien Archipel, uh, that they actually were, have a temple devoted purely to bathing and uh, massaging, um, and that this temple it reveres a god of physical therapy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that she wishes she could one day travel so far south, but to reach the uh, that the Port Nianzaro is near at the other side of the Shattered Isles, you'd have to cross through the uh, worst of the islands, including the doldrums where no wind dares to blow. Um, and uh, as you uh, enjoy your uh, massage, what was your perception check with disadvantage? Oh, uh, that's a crit miss. 
Yeah, uh, you're so engrossed in there, you don't notice anything uh, strange. Uh, Rubert falls asleep. <laughs> it's the slight rocking back and forth she gives you. Really, uh, the rest of you, as uh, Rubert's in there, you bathe and get cleaned. Uh, and then are free to wander the town. It seems like you have about an hour before you're planning on meeting for breakfast before heading to Prime Waters. Although you can probably get breakfast at Prime Waters, so you have an hour before you're planning to meet and go to Prime Waters. Do they have um, <clears throat> a tailor or anything? Uh, uh, not within the bathhouse, but there are tailors within town. Oh, so we're still in the bathhouse? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you go looking for the town's tailor. Uh give me just a second to find them because i know they exist i swear they're real so did i get a point of inspiration is that what that was okay (laughs) do i get my points Um, no temp hp (laughs) do i need do i need to address that no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) just i thought you were a good dm uh that's whatever (laughs) So I'm trying to find where it is. Uh, hey, that's what he's trying to do. What? So meta. He's trying to find where it is, too. Yeah, you look throughout the town. I know that there's a person in here. Um, you head across the shark fin bridge, where that's like the main market where ever, like all the water that or all like the water along the main bay that comes into Port Providence, and there's like uh, boats floating throughout that have very that people are taking gondolas out to to make purchases off these trade boats and these fishing boats, and you continue across the Shark Fin Bridge, uh, following your way down throughout the uh, town, keeping your eye out for any type of uh, uh, for any type of tailor, and I hoped that. By the time I finish saying that, I would have found this person because I swear there's a person that's a character who is important, but I can't find it in the book, and so this is uninteresting. So uh, <laughs> I'll count this all out. It's fine. Um, yeah, you find yourself uh, arriving at uh, the house, or sorry, the uh, establishment of. Uh, Mefera and Jasker. Uh, Mefera and Jasker, uh, you see that there's plumes of uh, coal smoke billowing up from a furnace outside there, or that's in their courtyard. Um, Mefera and Jasker's reads, Fine Cloth and Fine Steel uh, is the name of their business, or like the tagline of their business. And as you approach, you uh, quickly find that, or you quickly see that that. Mixing a blacksmith's and a tailor's is not the greatest idea. The soot and, uh, like, I guess oils of the blacksmithing work is very clearly staining and uh, maybe even ruining all of the clothes being worked on here in the tailoring. Uh, and yet it seems that it's the only professional tailor here in town. Uh, but as you step in, uh, you see the you see there is a pair of humans who are working it. Um, they greet you as you open, or at least uh, Mefera does. The tailor, uh, she greets you, welcoming you to uh, Mefera and Jaskers. Uh, she asks if steel or cloth is your preference today. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I might need to do a little window shopping, but I think we uh, could start with some clothes first. 
uh, you have a bit of a conversation with her, asking or telling her what you're looking for, and uh, her talking about what she can craft for you and what she currently has in market. What exactly is it that you are looking for? Uh, I would tell her I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking uh, for some clothes, you know, for my for my kid. Yeah, and I'm lying, like just saying some <laughs> stupid shit. Uh, you've probably seen him around here, a little Avery. Yeah, what a scamp. Um, but really, I'm trying to get some clothes for our our goblin, I guess. Cobalt gloves, our cobalt. You know, just like a regular, like I don't know, corsair shirt that covers on his arms. Some gloves, a pair of loose pants, and then um, good snout-shaped uh, mask. I was gonna say maybe see if they have any like full helmets at the blacksmith side just to cover his face. Yeah. Um, so working, or you talking to her uh, about these various things, and so she's an old, an elderly uh, human woman with dark skin. Um, you see that her, uh, the uh, you quickly discover that Jasker her is her son. So she he's also like in his forties. She's clearly in her like sixties or seventies. Um, but Jasker, her son, the blacksmith. Um, you talk with both of them, and uh, as you work through what you're working on, you or what you need, they tell you that they don't have masks like that readily available. But uh, Jasker assures you it wouldn't be hard to um, create something like that. Most of their stock is things like, uh, or most of their stocks is things like uh, hooks, nails, harpoons, knives, fishing weights, and more. And however, the clothes you're looking for, they those are readily available and can be easily tailored to uh, your son's or to your son's sizes. Uh, as they uh, talk, though, and like ask about the measurements and what exactly you're looking for in the mask, uh, you realize that the anvil that Jasker works on clearly a very impressive and sizable anvil it's in fact emblazoned with several very large dwarven runes uh each of them looking to or uh, being inset with mithril and is clearly a it's clearly of dwarven make there's no way that a human could craft an anvil of this quality and when he strikes it you hear this sound that is such a solidness to it that you are certain that what he what this human man crafts on this dwarven anvil emerges as dwarven quality hmm. okay hey uh, uh, that's uh like what you got going on over there it's pretty cool uh jasker or jasker smiles and he says uh uh, thank you. I, uh, I've dedicated my life to this craft, and uh, not just my life, but my spirit as well. And he gestures to a, a small shrine in the back dedicated to the god of the forge and of creation, Moradin, which is a landlubber's god. It is not Moradin is not a god of the sea, not something that uh, the seafaring folk of the Shattered Isles really pay much heed to. Uh, and the sea is just Melora and uh and cord that people care for uh but land lovers have all myriad of countless gods for every little thing and he gestures the shrine of uh the shrine of moradin uh and saying he's dedicated not just his life but also his spirit to this craft uh and uh he says that so about the mask uh i'm interested in creating it crafting it for you it sounds like a good project uh, but I'm going to be, uh, I've got a backlog of orders near 10 miles long, if I had to say. 
uh, you know, what with the uh, work going on for the fort, uh, they're in need of ev- almost every single ounce of my time they can get. Not to mention just the fort, but also the uh, also the dwarf, the dwarven expedition mining for mithril, constantly asking for uh, new struts, new nails. Uh, you know, I I should be flattered, really, that uh, dwarves want the craft of a human, but uh, uh, well, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, the project sounds interesting, but I don't know that I can I have time to churn it out any time in the next few weeks. You know, I don't want to bother you. I could probably just... He could do with a face wrap or something. I'm just trying to keep the sun off his eyes. Uh, he said, he recommends you investigate uh, at the public theater. Perhaps Salmond would have a mask in the wardrobe that could be borrowed. Oh, hadn't even... Oh, genius, baby. All right. <laughs> um, however, Mafera, the older woman, asks to confirm if you still are interested in the clothing. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, she, uh, you do a bit of bartering about the quality of cloth you're looking for. Are these supposed to be fine clothes or adventuring whoa. clothes? She takes me over to the fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not. Mm. I'm talking like, you know, maybe maybe a kid died and his mom brought his clothes here. <laughs> you know, we're not trying to. This is a budget. You know, I love him, but I don't know about that. Uh, she helps you pick out a suit and uh as you're describing his measurements she keeps saying well maybe your son should come in and i could measure him directly you know what have you ever he's like a have you ever seen a kobold (laughs) think of him i call him my little kobold that scamp hideous little creatures did you hear about the dragon uh, or about the lizard folk who were skulking around town last night no what Please, please we tell had one me. Of them. We had one of them right out front. I swear it. You hear Jasker say, Mother, we didn't have one. That was just the cat. No, I saw it. Tail dragging. The marks are still out there in the mud. Uh, Phil remembers back to the night before where he's drunkenly stumbling, dragging his peg leg, <laughs> yelling, <"Aah!" laughs> walking by the front of their house. <laughs> I want a sponge bath. <laughs> Um, Mafara ends up after some negotiation. She wants five silver pieces for the clothes. All right, I, I leave it and I uh, thanks. Bye. Uh, you depart, and she says, no uh, "Come back." She says, "Come back anytime." Well, she didn't even have to tailor anything because he said, "Imagine a kobold. Give me the clothes that someone's kid died in." Oh and, uh, uh, so you kobold to, like, suit never worn. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> You've managed to acquire children's clothes. Uh, Jules and Celeste, are you up to anything uh, in the hour? Uh, or, uh... I am hanging out in the bathhouse to find perfumes and look pretty, but also hear the gossip of what's going on. All right, let's make a perception. As you uh, talk to Jabal, the, uh, the purveyor of the bathhouse, uh, who keeps trying to tell you different perfumes and making you try different ones to wear also... by the and you basically smell like him, where you're every single perfume. Um, um, not quite what I was going for, but I imagine he's also pretty gossipy, too. So I got 22. Wow. Uh, you managed to get a lot about the uh, talk about <laughs> town. Keep a secret. Um, uh, you you gather a lot. You know, obviously there's the uh, hot topic. There was lizard folk here last night. Um, other, oh, my uh, God. 
other fun topics uh, that pop up is that uh, he tells you that uh, a group of explorers, um, or that uh, the one of the famous or a famous explorer named Isabella de Ascar, apparently uh, just returned or was just spotted after uh, having investigated an island called Crane Island uh, off. Uh, not far past the Arcanists, uh, that's where apparently they dedicate or they worship a kraken as a god. What? Uh, there is a cultist huh? there who believe that uh, uh, that uh, believe that uh, this kraken is the true god of the sea. Um, however, apparently, uh, a man is trying to uh, teach them to worship Melora through this kraken. Uh, supposedly, uh, the explorer Isabella de Ascar was drawn there after her sh- the captain of her ship uh, was sunk on the shoals of the island. Um, and it didn't take long before uh, the uh, members began disappearing into the cult. Uh, though the explorer managed to escape, who knows what the true uh, purpose of Crane, or the true secrets of Crane Island are. Uh, he also talked about a few other uh, things about town of course there is still the uh, problem of the uh of the ghost ship that's been raiding uh imperial uh supplies coming from the mainland to providence um which still no one has managed to apprehend this ghost ship um though there isn't yet strangely the imperials have not yet put a bounty on it and the uh uh claiming that it's the Council of Providence's responsibility, although the council keeps uh, having drawn votes where uh, the traditionalists say, uh, no, we don't want to stop the ghost ship, and the imperialists insist we do need to stop that ghost ship, making it to where the council has not yet put a bounty out for the ghost ship. Uh, however, it's on- the only one who's holding out and not preventing the vote from that could finalize the vote is Anders Salmar, who refuses to uh, vote yay or nay and keeps abstaining on the issue. Finally, he claims that uh, Winston's uh, shop, you recall Winston is a uh, general goods store and uh, purveyor of uh, recovered items, we'll say, a former bandit who set up a shop here in town, uh, that he has apparently come into possession of a ship or of a map that points towards a uh, uh, a secret dwarven stronghold called Kundrakar uh, that's located uh, deep within the Shattered Isles on a ma- in a mountain thrusting up from the sea. So you found a few lead or a few op- opportunities. There's a uh, ghost ship still being a problem, lizard folk harassing Port Providence, a map uh, or a map towards an ancient dwarven ruin. Uh, called Kundrakar, uh, available at a shop, and uh, more. Oh, that's a lot. Did he say if he saw Lizard Folk, or is everyone just kind of saying that they saw or claimed to have noticed Lizard Folk? Jabal claims that he has not seen uh, Lizard Folk. However, uh, he was talking to a guard just this morning who uh, drew swords against the Lizard Folk. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I spend the last of my remaining time just working on, like, going through my tarot deck, so I feel refreshed. And Jules, anything for you? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing it'd be a bit of a stretch to hope there's a library in this little town. 
It is a stretch. Uh, the best you can hope for uh, is the council hall. Uh is a large brick building that contains the offices of the town council and the chamber where they meet to discuss the town business. Uh, it's built of sturdy stone nearby the cliffs and a variety of hardwood. Um, it's not like a proper, uh, you know, there's no library in there, but you might be able to get some public records or at least knowledge of what's going on in town and like official, like mm. uh, legal claims to land and whatnot here. Maybe go talk to Anders. <laughs> Anders, interesting. What do you want me to say to Anders, Rubert? I don't know. What are you talking about? That wasn't me. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm just hearing, guys, I'm hearing voices. Hey, it's me, your patron. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Um, be right back. Be right back. I go <laughs> scurry off to a uh, pub and sit in the corner reading my Book of Shadows, trying to figure out what's going on with my patron and learning more about my spells and trying to overhear rumors about uh, the patron of the evil undead things. Well, fittingly, as you find yourself in that tavern, um, a a figure you haven't seen yet uh, enters into the uh, establishment. Um, uh, he enters into the establishment. He is wearing a cloak and a uh, that c- the hood pulled tightly or like deep over his face, pulling his face in shadow. Uh, otherwise, he has a set of uh, what looks to be high quality plate mail that he's wearing, um, and it is ornamental. It's clearly decorated with many ribbons. Uh, this is clearly like the type of plate mail a. Uh, warrior noble might wear to a formal occasion but uh he is yet strangely wearing a uh what's i guess when i said cloak i more meant like what are those thief hoods called they're a monk's shawl so it's just the shawl with a hood mm. so it's basically just to give yourself a hood mm. um so despite his regal appearance he is wearing this basically a hood just for the sake of a hood mm. um and as he uh steps in you see he is wearing an ornate sword at his uh, side with a uh, basket uh like a basket hilt uh, it's very clearly elegant and he strides up towards the uh man behind the counter uh and uh stands there for a long minute the barkeep keeps glancing at him uh but looking down not wanting to acknowledge this figure who's approached until eventually the figure holds his hand and says excuse me Please, I'm trying to get your business. Hello. Uh, and eventually the uh, barkeep stops and you hear a, an exchange of words in which the uh, barkeep quickly says, You're not allowed to be served here, sir. <clears throat> in fact, it, order of the town council, you're not allowed to be served anywhere. And the barkeep looks down with a bit of worry and the stranger then kind of growls out, ah, That is not fair. We pay, we are we are paying a birth fee just as anyone else. We deserve to eat these services, please. And then the barkeep says, I just don't think we have what you want to eat. Uh, the man looks offended and says, if, you're, if this place was not so hostile already, I would have you at swords for such insulting words. He turns on his heel and storms out of the uh, building. Um, and immediately a few people rise from the uh 
tavern around you, go up to the barkeep and start consoling them. And a few of them saying, it was really brave the way you stood up to that creature. Um, and uh, the other man being like, I just, I've never seen that one so close before. I kind of lean over to the nearest table and um, just ask, what was, who, who was that? Uh, the man says, ghouls. Ghouls? What? Yeah, they call it, that one calls himself Adelbrecht Auspitz. <laughs> Bunch of garbage for a name for a creature of nightmare. They're ghouls what sailed in here about a, uh, just, uh, just last night. Town council had an emergency meeting just this morning, said they weren't allowed in. You know, they've uh, they've been coming here uh, every few weeks. They come sailing back in here, load up on pigs and, bo- and cows, all manner of livestock, take them down into their hold and then set off back to whatever nightmare hole they come from. Some land they call Buriat. <laughs> Ghouls eating corpses. Oh. Disgusting. Don't we? Aren't, aren't we eating corpses too? I mean... He's, he spits and he says, I eat cooked meat! He points to the bacon uh, on his place. <laughs> this is fine quality ham! <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I kind of gather my stuff up and leave and I want to see if I can see where that guy went. Uh, so you step out and you see the... He's pretty obvious because the crowd looks at him and parts away. Um, and, uh, so it's pretty easy to follow him back towards his ship, if you'd like. Yeah, I want to, uh, talk to him if I can. Yeah, you follow him back to, uh, uh, to their ship, which, uh, is written in, uh, elvish font, uh, a name that reads Unlieben. And, uh, as you approach it, uh, you can see that there uh, are no figures on it. Uh, it clearly has no crew, or at least no crew that's out in the bright sun of the morning. Uh, but you watch as this man like approaches it to board it. If you want, you can try to get his attention and stop him before he gets on his boat. Um, or you can try to uh, get his attention once he's on his boat. Um, I'll try to catch him before he goes on his boat. All right, so like as you're reaching the pier, you're sort of like in front of Prime Water's establishment. You catch up to this man, getting his attention, and he turns with a precise military turn. Uh, you're now close enough to him that you can see his face. It is indeed a uh, gray skin, uh, sunken and pulled back. His uh, skin pulled tight over his uh, bones with very little muscle in there. His teeth, as he uh, lets his mouth open a bit, are pointed and sharp, and you can see that there is a very long tongue tucked away in his face that was once elven. He looks at you through bright yellow eyes, uh, but his face still hooded from the sun, uh, and says, What? Oh, uh, sorry, I I just, I was in the tavern, and... um... I'm sorry that they treated you that way. Um, I I'm just wanted to say I'm also from the mainland, and I hear you're from Buryat? Uh, he stands up straight and says, I am. I am from Great Buryat, uh, the kingdom of the Unlieben Birati. I myself am Adobrecht Auspitz, captain of the Unlieben. He points towards his ship. 
Uh, myself and my companions are the faithful quartermasters of Buriat. We come here in the intention to purchase meat uh, in order to bring back to our lands to feed our people. And then he oh. looks around, but this prejudiced whole refuses to serve us. Wow, yeah, people, I have to say, in this town, I'm new here too, but they they seem to have some pretty strange opinions about a lot of things. Lately, they've been freaking out about lizards or something. Um, I just wanted to, you to know, um, you know, not everyone here is an enemy, and if you ever, you know, need any help or, you know, if we can ever do any favors for you, we've got a crew and, and uh, we, you know... We're friendly. Um, he nods, and you see his tongue kind of lolls out of his sharp, pointed teeth. You're very aware that the creature standing <laughs> before you is a corpse standing there, and yet somehow able to comport itself and talk to you normally and engage with you in a conversation. Well, it pulls I am its tongue among back the dead. <laughs> yeah. It pulls its tongue back into its mouth. Yeah, you're among the dead, probably making it more helpful for you to be talking to him. Uh, it pulls his tongue back into his mouth, sort of wiping his chin as if an apology uh, and then remarks thank you your help is much appreciated if the time should come but unless you have pull with council members to lift their ban on sale I don't believe there is much you can do however if you are interested uh, we have brought many fine magical wares here with the intent to sell them each of them extracted from the conquests of Burati in the ages past if you are interested in purchasing such goods, we do take trades in the form of either gold coins or large uh, uh, large sales of livestock. Wow, that's a... Uh, yeah, we're definitely interested. And, you know, honestly, we're not exactly influential around here, but we do know a couple of council members, or at least one. So maybe, you know, maybe if we can sway things the right way maybe we could get a some kind of deal or we'll, we'll work something out he perks up at that and tells you that he would be very interested in that uh he then remarks that this son is uh insufferable to him mm. uh and uh says you must forgive him as he must return to his hold uh that if you are interested in purchasing anything from the faithful quartermasters of viriat it would be best you visit them at dark all right, thanks. It was uh, nice to meet you. What was your name again? Adelbrecht Auspitz. Uh, Jules Haddock. Captain Auspitz. Uh, you leave him behind, and uh, you're currently actually in front of Mark... Or, uh, not Mark, well, you're in front of Gill and Primewater's estate, actually, at this point. And uh, as you wait there, or as you kind of stop your conversation, uh, Rubert approaches, incredibly well relaxed from his massage... <sighs> God, I haven't felt this good in years. <clears throat> How Celeste, are you all feeling? <laughs> uh, yes, you find Celeste approaches. She's looking like a pirate ten, and uh, then uh, Jules approach or not Jules. Uh, Phil approaches. Uh, he has a wardrobe of children's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, side note: Where is Meepo? Good question. I think we probably left him back at the uh, Naughty Dreams. 
No, at the, the, uh, the we would have left it with Amory, place. I think. All right, right, so he's with Amory <laughs> and Zelnern back in the theater. Okay. Oh man, what are they getting up to? That's a bonus app. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, Patreon subscribe. Uh, Fifteen dollar <laughs> mark gets you a uh, bonus app of what, uh, of what Meepo uh, Zelnern and Amory. <laughs> Yeah, $100 gets you me DMing a session where <laughs> you get to play as Meepo or Amory. And, uh... <laughs> Damn, that's a screaming deal. So the four of you have finally gathered, clean and washed, ready and presentable, before, even with a suit of children's clothing, before uh, the Primewater Mansion, ready to speak to the man, Gellin Primewater. seeing you here chaotic normies it's me ryan who plays your favorite barter uh thanks for listening um sorry for the little bit of a late episode but it was a you know long thanksgiving weekend speaking of which i hope everyone had a good thanksgiving uh a safe and happy thanksgiving however you celebrated um hopefully you shared it with everyone at your thanksgiving table I know my family sure loved it. But, uh, yeah, uh, no new announcements. You know, check, uh, email us at chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com. Check, go to chaoticnormal.com for socials and all that information. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.